Welcome to Who Made You the Boss, a podcast for recovering workaholics. I'm your host, Lindsay Epperly, and I invite you to embark on a transformative journey. Our mission on Who Made You the Boss is clear. We're here to tackle the unique challenges that today's professionals face. We're bringing you insightful conversations with a diverse range of entrepreneurs, executives, and creatives, all who have forged their own paths. And I'm sharing some of the stories of my decades-long career as a leader of my company, Jet Set World Travel. Whether you are a seasoned professional or just starting out on your journey, join us each week as we unravel the mysteries of leadership, self-discovery, and the pursuit of fulfillment. It is time to redefine what it means to be the boss of your own life. Let's dive in and together we'll discover who made you the boss. Hey there, friends. I'm Lindsay Epperly, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the highs and lows that the modern professional faces in today's world. But before we dive into the episodes with interviews, let me give you a little background on who I am. My professional path has been forged mostly within the hospitality world ever since I founded at the age of 25 what is now known as Jet Set World Travel, where I currently sit as the CEO. But my entrepreneurial spirit dates back to around the age of four when I used to sell imaginary ice cream to my dad. For real though, my journey began at 19 when I started building a personal book of business as a travel advisor. Fast forward then to 2014 and I launched my own travel agency, then known as Epperly Travel, and I grew it from a solopreneur to an entrepreneur. I am deeply passionate about business. In fact, my current company is not just about raising experts in our industry. It is about nurturing entrepreneurs who can innovate and make a lasting impact in the world. I just truly believe in the power we all have to turn our wildest dreams into reality. So whether you identify as a boss per se, my hope is that you can all identify as a leader. Some of us lead at the office, some of us lead at home, but each and every one of us are leading ourselves to become better people, to pursuing fulfillment. I think it's why you're listening to this podcast. We listen so that we can learn and we can lead ourselves better. And that makes us all leaders in some way, shape, or form. But let's be real. Being a leader is not all the glitz and glory as our culture often portrays. We have glamorized leadership to the point where the sizzle is really all the outside world sees. But for those of us in the trenches, we know that it comes with its fair share of struggles. Whether you're running your own company or you're leading within someone else's, chances are you have faced a number of these challenges. I have always been a bit bossy. That much has not changed. When I was a little girl, probably around the age that I started selling the imaginary ice cream, I vividly remember when I would go into control mode and my very sassy Nana would ask, and who made you the boss? Now, decades later, I find myself asking that same question very regularly. This kind of echoing voice has been a constant companion on my professional journey, and I'm sure that imposter syndrome manifests differently for each of us, whether we are self-employed or we're working in the corporate world, but sometimes we just have that ringing question of, why am I the one in charge here? And that can be a breeding ground for insecurity. So we'll be having a lot of conversations around the value we have as humans to fight that kind of insecurity, and that's something I believe so strongly in that it's actually one of my company's core beliefs. We believe in the value we add. Speaking of beliefs, I make no attempt to hide my own beliefs as those are very much what guide me through my personal and professional endeavors. But this podcast and this community are being intentionally curated as a safe and inclusive place. Regardless of your beliefs or your background or skin color or your gender, you are welcome here. 
So my personal beliefs are informed by my own faith, which is something that has just evolved beautifully over the years, but it was first founded essentially at Christian school. Christian school, I now in retrospect can look at and find a little bit hysterical, a little bit traumatic. Honestly, the phrase Christian school education is a bit oxymoronic considering how much information is left to unearth outside of the campus, like the scientific discovery of the homo erectus or the entire concept of sex ed or that Disney movies are not actually filled with devil worship. You guys, I still get anxious when I hear Phil Collins' soundtrack from the movie Tarzan. It is not because he is lighting the piano on fire with his talent. It's because I was once told that was devil music. So that's neither here nor there. You will not be getting anything evangelical from me. I have had my own sorting to do with that misinformation. What I do want to share today is a story that I first learned at Christian school. Maybe you're familiar with it as it's made its way into the world. It's the story of Jonah and the whale. I have very often felt like my story paralleled Jonah. So you'll see Jonah was called to a specific place, Nineveh, for a specific purpose. But instead of marching confidently toward that path, he tried to run away from his destiny. But God and fate had other plans. In the midst of a terrifying storm, Jonah found himself in the belly of a gigantic whale, which eventually led him to the purpose that he was made for. So within that unwanted destination of Nineveh, he then delivered a message that only he was equipped to deliver. Jonah made an impact because of the very thing that saved him, the monster that swallowed him whole. And that is a question that I'll be asking the remarkable guest you'll be hearing from on this podcast. What are the monsters that saved you? Where did you think you would lose it all only to regain it tenfold? And as I have learned, the events we fear the most are usually what make us who we are supposed to be. And that's because the events we fear the most are rooted in our deep need for control. From my experience, the way we loosen our death grip on control tends to follow the same pattern. I call it the four R's. We are rooted first in the R of reaction. Typically, the bad habits we have that we've fallen into, like a well-worn groove, our perfectionism, our fierce dedication against accepting help, these are all fine and dandy, but likely slowly crushing us until some inciting event happens. The second R, we are given a reason to change. These are the external circumstances, our monsters, if you will. Perhaps your monsters look like the glistening edge of a spear that has pierced through your veil of success. Now, everyone knows, everyone can see the failure. Maybe the monsters are the empty space at the table after you have lost a loved one suddenly and unexpectedly. These monsters could even be the millisecond in time between the moment when you are upright and coherently talking to your husband and the next minute when you are unconsciously seizing on the floor and now you have a new chapter with an uncertain diagnosis looming overhead. For me, it was all of those things. Each monster was a turning point, a reason to shed some layer of control I thought I had to break down the boundaries that kept me from listening to my intuition. This is what allows us to encounter the third R, the opportunity to retrain our past behavior. Now, a good example of this is my own fierce independence. It's something I actually love about myself. I mean, my mother had to read The Strong-Willed Child a couple of times. I've always worn this refusal to accept help as a badge of honor. If anyone is going to get us to the next phase, it's me. But my big reason for changing this bad habit is first because of what happened to my company. Guys, there are not enough words to describe what it's like to run a travel agency during a world pandemic. Not a lot of fun. Every day I would wake up to think, what fresh new hell awaits? We had to rescue people from everywhere from Argentina to Egypt as borders were closing. We had to cancel trips that were 
honestly, people's last opportunities to spend with relatives and loved ones who may not be there once the world reopened. And my God, my team was so strong, but so wrecked by all of this. It just got to us emotionally. And each day we were doing it all over again for negative income and negative purpose, it felt like at times. Add all of this to the personal fact that I was five months pregnant when the pandemic hit, and I had just placed a home under contract with my husband, Jeremy, who was not my business partner at the time, but he was working in the company. So we're a single income household really banking on our dreams that this business is going to take off and overnight it plummets. It feels like a gigantic failure. Every day is a reminder of it. Every day we're bleeding money. Every day we're opening a spreadsheet that we have labeled Project Slim Fast and going, we can make it this many more months. Early on in this, we had to even ask ourselves, do we keep our business or do we keep our home? So we walked away from the home, uncertain of where we would be bringing our firstborn to. And we started talking about what this business would look like if it survived. At that point, Jeremy offered me something really unimaginable. It was true partnership. He was coming in. He could help me run the business. He had ideas about how we could scale it. He had a lot of things that sounded, quite frankly, to me, threatening to the way that I had always ran my business and my life, which were completely within my control. Now, this reason was the opportunity to retrain my bad behavior of wanting to do everything myself. But it, of course, did not come as easily as just recognizing that. The monster that was the leveling of my business had to completely destroy my sense of self-worth because I was so wrapped up in my success. And it had to do that first. But once that was done, once I accepted the failure that seemed inevitable, when I had nothing else left to lose, only then did I accept the help of a partner. And you know what, you guys? That's what led to the fourth R, redemption. Embracing the opportunity to change opened the bottleneck I had on my business, and then the company began to flourish. The funds we were supposed to use toward a home, what was left of them after keeping the business alive, were then put toward an acquisition opportunity. That is how we purchased Jet Set in 2021. The monster that was failure, that was my idea of success that fell apart overnight, that led to the quadrupling of growth that the company has experienced since March of 2020. That monster even landed us on the Inc. 5000 list this year, the fastest growing privately held companies in 2023. I never could have even imagined that before I went into this tumultuous period of life. And that is just one redemption story that I will share with you personally along the way, including a future conversation of how escaping a private island allowed me to tackle imposter syndrome. And those are only my stories. You are going to hear so many more incredible conversations of turning tragedy into triumph thanks to these incredible guests. And together we'll be wrestling with the question that the, the name of the show poses. Who made you the boss? I am ready to tackle that question with you. We did not become bosses to wear a crown. We did it because we believed we could make a difference in the world, even in moments of self-doubt and adversity. These conversations and this community will empower us to confront our monsters and our fears together. I believe it is time we embrace our stories and share the authentic versions of our leadership journeys. So thanks for joining me today. Stay tuned for more inspiring episodes as we dig deep into the world of personal and professional development and we ask ourselves, who made you the boss? And that, lovely listeners, brings us to the end of today's episode. We truly hope you enjoyed this deep dive into the world of leadership and professional development with Who Made You the Boss? If you've gained some valuable insights today, we would love to hear from you. 
please take a moment, go to your favorite podcast platform, search for Who Made You the Boss and leave us a five-star rating and review. That feedback helps us tremendously as we're creating content that resonates and empowers. Stay connected with us too by visiting lindsayepperly.com and there you can subscribe to our newsletter and ensure you never miss an episode or an exciting update. You can connect with me personally as well on Instagram and LinkedIn and let's continue the conversation with ourselves and other like-minded individuals who are redefining what it means to be the boss of our own lives. So thank you listeners for being a part of this journey. And until next time, remember, you have the power to shape your destiny. So keep leading, keep learning, and most importantly, keeping the boss of your own incredible story. Oh,